welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium-ish. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we talk all things paranormal, go on the occasional investigation, and receive messages from spirit and our spirit guides along the way. This is Ghosties. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) The name. (laughs) Lovely Barb here. Do you know what that's from? No. Pitch Perfect. Have you seen Pitch Perfect? Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't remember that. Lovely Barb, we have the uh, the big, you know. <laughs> Did you say we big call pickles? her Baloney Barb? Yeah, Baloney <laughs> Barb. <laughs> oh my goodness! Welcome. Go back. Welcome. Welcome. I'm recording outside today. So- distracting and I it's a little distracting <laughs> is it because I can you keep breaking up yeah so do you great because I'm not on my internet because my internet is not working right now oh I gotcha I didn't realize that <laughs> you sound better now okay should we try it Whatever. It wouldn't be the first time we had to re-record. I know. <laughs> well, y'all, welcome to the Ghosties podcast. It's almost back to school. It is. Only a few more weeks. I have to go to, like, orientation Tuesday. And then I saw a girl today that said she goes back on the 23rd. I don't know if that applies to me, but sometime around then I will be back in the school building. Nice. Yes. I know you'll be excited to be back. Yeah, it's going to be different. Not actually teaching this year. I'm an instructional assistant, so it won't be quite as much responsibility, which is probably a good thing. Um, I won't go in as early. I won't stay as late. So uh-huh. be a little less responsibility and give me time to do homework and this and house stuff, you know. Yes, exactly. And we, this is probably our last recording for a couple weeks because you are going to be on vacation next week. I know. I know. I keep forgetting about that. Exciting. I know. Y'all, we're going. So the first half of next week, um, I'm going to be, me and Kyle are going to spend time with his family. Usually my nieces um, fly in or drive in from up north. Um, so my nieces are going to be here. And my new niece that was just born, uh, Penny, she, we meet her this week. Um, then on uh, Wednesday, I think uh, my nieces are going back uh, or continuing on their trip. Usually they go up to like Rhode Island after they leave Virginia. So they're leaving Wednesday. And then Kyle and I are flying out Thursday to the Keys to go to Key West. Yes, that'll be nice. I know. I know. And I forgot to say, we'll get to see my nephew too. My nephew, Ollie. <laughs> so it'll be a full week. What if it's going to be hotter than it is here right now? Because Lord have mercy. Oh my gosh. I know. 
this 90 degree weather is just, I mean, it's fine if you don't have anywhere to go. Like if you're not leaving your house, it's great. But when you have to leave your house and go places, ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yes. Seriously. It's thick. I, yeah. I remember it being more of like dry heat down there. At least for like most parts of the day. And then like it would hit like midday or one o'clock and usually they'd like have a shower. And yeah. then, yeah, it would like cool off again. Girl, that dry heat ain't nothing to mess with. Mm-mm. Skin starts flaking. I'll tell you one thing, though. When I was in dry heat in California on the West Coast, my hair never stayed so straight when I straightened it. Oh, I bet. Didn't, yeah, if I, I straightened it there and it would just be straight for two days. I straightened it. I walk out of my bathroom and it already starts curling. <laughs> <laughs> the the mist still in the room from the shower. <laughs> oh my god. Just the heat that hangs out inside of the house here. I don't know if you're like me, but like when I have to straighten my hair, I can't work out and then jump in the shower because if I'm still hot afterwards, you can forget it. Oh yeah. If I try to like, if I'm running around doing a million things and I'm about to like do something and I try to shower right afterwards, if I've been sweating at all, it's forget it. Yeah. Seriously. I'll, I'll stay sweaty for hours. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh yes. Yeah. Y'all are going to hear Bitsy, uh, coughing in just a second <laughs> are you okay oh i thought you said missy i was like why am i going? <laughs> now it's bitsy <laughs> oh i was like what what, what am i gonna what's my coughing about <laughs> no bitsy's in her bed sitting like right at my feet oh no. here she goes uh yeah you might hear a cough in a second but you'll hear me scream if i see another one of those spiders mm. oh my gosh Guys, huge <laughs> I was in the house the other day and um talking to Mike and I'm like just scanning the room kind of as I'm talking and I stopped abruptly in the middle of sentence said something that I cannot say on this podcast or we'll have to change our rating mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was this spider on the wall and I didn't think it was real because I have never seen one that big in person like, Ugh. and people are like, oh, a daddy long leg. No, 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 no. Not a daddy long leg with a thin legs and a little round body. No, 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 no. This thing was thick. It had colors. It was large and in charge and here for the party. And I was not having it. And I said, oh, that'll do it. I was like, um, I need you to take a picture of it. Kill it. So he took a picture of it. But for some reason, it just looks like setting it was black I'm like no this thing was like brown and all kinds of stuff so he's looking it up and I'm like oh my gosh please tell me this is not a recluse and I'm gonna be in like arachnophobia or something he was like I think it is I was like what they don't get that big <laughs> so we had this whole conversation so he does his research again and was like you're right it's not I'm like thank god but it's like a we think it's a fisher spider Ugh. y'all google the fisher spider and if you read about it it says looks much larger when against a wall and it certainly does i mean the size of the palm of my hand it i every time i look at the picture to show somebody i can't breathe (laughs) (laughs) y'all i was over there swimming in her pool that day (laughs) she came flying out 
She said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, there was this spider. This spider was the biggest thing I've ever seen. She was like, it looked like one of those Australian <laughs> spiders Seriously, that like, eats the birds. Spider. Yeah, I was like, it's going to eat my dog. Well, then the best part is, Mike goes, I found another one of those spiders outside. I was like, where? And he was like, where are you going to go look for it? And I was like, no. And he said, well, I'm not going to tell you. Tell me so that I'm aware if I walk in this area, it might be there. I was right outside the door. You know, when I left that day, I screamed as I opened the door and slammed it behind me and ran down the the steps of the deck and to the gate and didn't even look back. Nope. No, thank you. I'm good. I mean, y'all, it would require like a blowtorch to kill that thing from afar. It was huge. He said he let it hang out for a while while he looked for the perfect thing to kill it with. I was like, I can't. No, it couldn't be me. No. And apparently um, it's probably the same one I saw like hanging out on the top of the water in the pool. Oh, oh. But not only are they like invading my house, now they're like on top of my water in my pool and I'm going to have to sell the place. It's going on the market. <laughs> Burn it all down. All of it. Hey guys, it's Missy. I am going to talk to you real quick about something that I'm absolutely in love with and that is wine. <laughs> Shocker. Um, I love my wine. Sometimes a little too much. My only complaints are all the sugar that they pump into this wine to make it so sweet or so tasty. And not only that, you feel less than zesty the next day if you have a couple too many glasses. However, I found the answer to all that. It is my favorite, favorite, favorite wine. It is has no added sugars and it doesn't leave you feeling like trash the next day and before you try to stop me and say oh I'm not interested in a pyramid scheme it's not about that it is about delicious wine that you can order anytime on your own all you have to do is go to scoutandseller.com slash missy stuprich that's m-i-s-s-y-s-t-u-p-r-i-c-h we have cute little cans that are perfect for poolside fun this summer we have some really bold reds we have some delicious dry whites we've got bubbles we've got everything that you could want without the next day regret so don't forget go to scoutandseller.com slash missy stuprich and check out your next big wine obsession It's Christina from the Ghosties Podcast, and I get this question all the time. How can I book a session with you? Head on over to christinathemedium.com. I offer meet your spirit guide sessions, spirit chat phone calls with yours truly, distance Reiki by proxy sessions, as well as Reiki certification classes. If you've been thinking for a while now about jumpstarting your spiritual awakening and healing journey, definitely check out christinathemedium.com. Or find me on my TikTok channel at Christina the Medium and click on my link tree to book a session. Looking forward to working with each of you. Love y'all. Hello. Here we go. Yes. It's showtime. Say what? It's showtime. Yes. 
<clears throat> All right, y'all. So we are talking about, so first, I guess I should say, we had every intention and had planned a trip to go out to um, a plantation ruins that's out in Gloucester here locally to us. But y'all, it just did not work out. <laughs> I've been trying for two weeks. It didn't work last week and it's not working this week. And here we are. Yeah. So we had to kind of reach for some other material uh, when we had originally planned to do an investigation. So that leads us to our topic for this week. Um, so I was going to recap um, our trip to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, so Kyle and I like randomly about a month ago decided to go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia um, to check out Mothman and where Mothman had occurred. Um, he had that week off, um, just randomly. And we were trying to think of some things to do. And he asked me, he was like, is there anywhere that you've always wanted to go, but have never been able to, I was like, I really want to go to point pleasant. He was like, all right, well, let's go. So we decided to drive up there for two nights and see what we could see. <clears throat> so for those of you who don't know what took place there, um, or maybe have just only seen like the Mothman prophecies um, and have just like that basic general understanding of what happened with Mothman. They need like to I, go back to our episode. <laughs> Listen yes. to our Mothman episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go back to our Mothman episode. Go pick up John Keel's The Mothman Prophecies. What actually happened in Point Pleasant was so much stranger than what was actually portrayed in the movie, like by a long shot. So, <clears throat> um, there, one thing that I noticed, um, when I was kind of getting together some information prior to us taking the trip, um, I found this excerpt, um, in one of my books and it said that there were legends of flying men that came out of West Virginia as early as the late 1800s. The indigenous were said to be weary and afraid of the West Virginia area, even nicknaming Wheeling, West Virginia, the place of the skull. So I thought that was very interesting. <clears throat> also, what's interesting is with West Virginia in general, like Mothman is just one of the cryptid sightings that they have there. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, there's the Flatwoods monster. There's been a whole bunch of UFO sightings that are really, really strange out there. So it's almost like West Virginia and Kentucky both kind of have like this super thin veil in terms of like the dimensions as well as like some high strangeness going on there. So a couple of things that uh, we noticed when we first got out there. <clears throat> so first, West Virginia, like in general, is a very rural area for the most part, um, but Point Pleasant in particular is extremely rural like it's tucked away in the mountains um and it's an extremely small town and community like you drive 10 minutes or so hold on bitsy's over here packing up alone oh <laughs> go lay down you okay go lay down um so one thing that we noticed was i mean it's an extremely small town like you just drive a little ways and you've reached the end of town <laughs> and you're back to the bridge and driving over the silver bridge into Ohio. It's just this little bitty kind of tucked away place surrounded by this huge floodgate wall 
because the community literally sits on the Ohio River and is, you know, connected by bridges. That's one of the catalyst events that happened after Mothman was the Silver Bridge collapse in December of 1967. So the bridge that was rebuilt in its place still sits um, connecting Point Pleasant to Ohio. Um, another thing that I noticed is as soon as we got about an hour out from Point Pleasant, my ears, both of my ears started to ring and they didn't stop until we got back home. Um, so that take with that, whatever you will, I don't know if it was because the energy is so untethered out there or if the energy is just that different in terms of its vibration. I don't know. Um, it's also tucked away like deep in the heart of the Bible belt area. Um, like in the drive in, I mean, everybody who lives here locally in Virginia and in the surrounding States knows that, you know, when you live in the South, you're surrounded by, the Christian church and lots of that symbolism. So driving in, you know, you've got tons of people with the three crosses from, you know, the scene of the crucifixion sitting in their backyard or on the side of a mountain kind of carved out with a spotlight, tons of billboards with like, what would Jesus do? And Bible verses, um, you know, Psalms and just tons of stuff, tons of Christian symbolism out there. So that made me think, like, as we were driving in that night, think of how scared you would have to be in 1967, in that particular time, in the heart of the Bible Belt, to be scared enough to go to the police and try and convey to them something that they couldn't even quite articulate what they had seen because they didn't even have anything to compare it to. Right. I mean... Just think about that, y'all. Think about how scared you would have to be to go to the police and tell them what had just happened. Also, with that being said, and Kyle brought up a really good point, too. He said, well, these are also like country folk, like they're mountain people. They're in the woods all the time. They've grown up hunting. Um, they've grown up kind of being around people who have been in the woods for extended periods of time. So they know what the local wildlife looks like. They know the difference between a crane and a horned owl and something that's much larger, like what they described with Mothman. He was like, they wouldn't just mistaken that because they've grown up around those things their entire life. So for a skeptic to say, well, what they were really seeing was this is kind of insulting because these aren't city folk. These are country people, you know, like they see that in their backyards. So it's very interesting to hear like some of the accounts because I just, my own personal opinion is I don't think that they would make that stuff up because a, they wouldn't want to be ostracized by the community. Um, they wouldn't want to be ostracized by their church and their church family. You know, there's lots kind of playing up there in terms of shame and not wanting to come forward. So, so that really jumped out at us. The vibe down there is so odd. So, so odd. Again, it kind of sits in the middle of the Ohio River and it quite literally just embodies liminality. It's kind of in a place that you go to when you're on the way to somewhere else. It's just like this stopping off point before you go into a different state. And the paranormal seems to be drawn to that type of factor. 
So we also thought that that was very interesting. <clears throat> Another factor that not a lot of people have thought about that we noticed driving in was it is surrounded by chemical plants, like these huge smokestacks with, you know, these giant plumes of smoke coming out of them are kind of littered throughout the community. So Kyle and I were talking and I said, you know, it really makes you wonder, especially with that being during that particular time period in the 60s when there weren't a lot of regulations put on these chemical plants. Who's to say that there wasn't some sort of toxic chemical leaking into the environment and it got into the woods and caused some sort of like genetic mutation? Oh, and, right. Right? You know, it could have been an actual physical animal that mutated because of some sort of chemical. And it would not be unheard of. I'm not talking like one chemical plant. Like, I think there was at least six that we counted on the way in. So think of how much that's pumping into the environment as well. Like, what exactly is that smoke? And what was it back in the 60s also? So that's a big thing that we noticed. <clears throat> when we got into town that morning, um, we decided we left and checked out of our hotel. Um, and we started uh, walking around the floodgate walls that surrounds the community um, and overlooks the Ohio River and the new Silver Bridge. Um, it was painted with an extremely detailed mural that contained scenes from the Battle of Point Pleasant, which occurred on October the 7th, 1774. The mural continues to change throughout the years with artists telling the story of the history of Point Pleasant it depicts pictures of the indigenous and white settlers fighting amongst each other. And my understanding also is that was the scene of one of the very first battles of the Revolutionary War. Just tons of fighting, tons of bloodshed. Um, that particular area as well is the scene where Chief Cornstalk was murdered um, after he tried to make peace with the white settlers. Um, he and two other people from his tribe were kidnapped and then murdered in cold blood by the white settlers long after a peace treaty had been created. Um, so there's just a lot of, it felt angry in certain places there. It felt really sad. Um, and almost like there was like this morning type of vibe, like the morning that you do, like when you've just lost someone. Um, so I also saw um, some spirit activity when I was walking along that floodgate wall um, overlooking the Ohio River. While I was walking along there, I saw what looked like um, scenes of people in the water um, swimming and screaming. Ew. Yeah, I could see what looked like some older model, um, like Chevy uh, cars from like maybe even the 50s or early 60s, um, just submerged into the water. Like their lights, like the headlights and taillights were still on. And I could see that as they were sinking down. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what else do I remember? I could hear... Um, faint Christmas carols like playing in the distance as I was watching that it was almost like maybe they were playing Christmas carols over a loudspeaker in the town square and that's something that they do even now like they play music throughout there um, I even saw what looked like a memory of someone who was on the bridge when it collapsed 
And I actually saw this as well in a dream several days after we got back from Point Pleasant. I saw what looked like I was standing at the front of the Silver Bridge. And I saw what looked like um, rows of cars on either side in front of me. And it was like I was standing outside someone's car. I was hearing what sounded like metal crunching or like bending. And it was starting to make this like moaning sound. And when that happened, the road started to ripple almost like um, the water or like waves will ripple. It just started to move um, and people started moving out of their cars. And all I heard after that was like this big loud boom. And that's when I woke up. <clears throat> yeah, not fun. Um, I could see uh, what looked like the indigenous, um, several indigenous spirits kind of crouched down and watching from a distance as we walked through. There's these two huge silver statues um, in front of the floodgate wall of Chief Cornstalk, as well as one of the white settlers who tried to found uh, Point Pleasant. Um, let's see. There's also this old ceremonial um, indigenous petroglyph rock that was used like within their ceremonial rituals that's sitting right there in front of the floodgate wall there. I could hear what sounded like this humming coming from that petroglyph. Um, it just the stuff, the relics that they had sitting around there was just wild. Um, just next to that petroglyph uh, was a house that was built in, I think it was, 1774 it had many of the original furnishings it reminded me a lot of hill house just like a, an older version and the third floor attic was full of arrowheads and old tomahawks and moccasins old beadwork that was done by the indigenous um, and then at one corner of the room there was this picture that someone had taken of after the silver bridge had collapsed when it was still kind of like hanging from both sides. It was the eeriest picture. It was like someone had gone to either side. Um, like someone from Ohio had taken a picture and someone from West Virginia and just seeing the debris in the water and just the way that the bridge looked afterwards was very, very eerie. Uh, let's see. Chief Cornstalk's uh, memorial also sits there. And according to the memorial, that's his actual burial and resting place. My understanding is he's been moved several times. Um, so it felt very, I don't want to say unrested, but the energy just didn't feel very tethered there. And I think maybe it has something to do with just how much death has occurred in that general area as a whole. Um, we ended up going to the Mothman Museum, which was absolutely fantastic and well done. Um, it's full of old newspaper clippings from Mothman and some of the firsthand witness accounts. Um, a lot of John Keel's original like letters and correspondence between some of the people of Point Pleasant and some of the things he was noticing in his investigation when it was going on um, are included in there. Um, and then a lot of like movie memorabilia from the Mothman prophecies is in there too. Um, we went around all of the local shops um, and we ended up going to uh, a little thrift store that was across the street from the Mothman museum. And it was owned by this local guy. Um, he was an elderly gentleman, very nice. 
Um, but we ended up asking him, um, cause he asked us why we were there and we told him, you know, we came to check out the Mothman museum and see, you know, the Mothman sites. And <laughs> he said, well, you know, that movie was a dang lie. <laughs> we died laughing. We were like, why do you say that? And he said, well, you know, they didn't use the real silver bridge that we have here in Point Pleasant. That oh, was a word. That was a bridge from Pennsylvania. Same with the hotel that they used. So we're like, all right, all right. But then he was like, so I will say that I moved here right after the Silver Bridge collapse. And he said, I was coming home from the American Legion one night. And he was, I guess, driving down the mountain. And he said, I still don't know exactly what I saw, but off in the distance, just inside of the mouth of the woods, I saw what looked like perhaps either two big red eyes or it was someone's car tail lights. And he said, I didn't see anybody ahead of me that night, like driving in that direction, unless they had been there. He said, it just didn't look right. And he said, I didn't stick around to find out what it was either. So even people that live there that weren't present when Mothman was occurring still have odd stories of things that they've experienced there, which I found interesting. Uh, so Kyle and I went to try and find the big TNT bunkers that's out in the TNT area where are some of, uh, like Mothman's first reported sightings. Um, they thought that that was kind of like theorized to be where he like hung out and lived basically when he wasn't terrorizing the community. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Unfortunate. I know. Guys, we got spirit messing with the recording already. I was like, I got kicked out. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, so I was sitting outside, right? And it's sunny and hot. And all of a sudden, I heard like thunder. And it's just gotten cloudy out of nowhere. I'm like, "Where? what is happening? <laughs> it was doing that over here. I mean, it's bright and sunny. I was literally sitting outside by the pool. And now it's Thundering. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? Goodness. Yeah. Oh. Strangeness. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, just a little bit more, y'all. Um, so, okay. So Kyle and I tried to find the TNT bunkers. We tried our best. <laughs> we went all over that wildlife preserve trying to find those TNT bunkers. What mistake I made was I should have brought a compass, like an actual analog compass. I did not. (laughs) And this isn't like here locally. Like you can go into the woods here locally and be okay and still keep your cell phone service. You go into the woods in West Virginia, in Point Pleasant, there are no bars. There is no service. (laughs) You're a goner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing. Um, that was another thing. Like we were constantly, you know, losing our service and it was always spotty and going in and out. So we were afraid that we were going to get to those woods, not be able to find our way out. And then we were going to be in a real pickle. So we decided to scrap the team bunkers. So that'll be something that you and I do when we go. <laughs> yes. Um, so the final things that I noticed that were strange First, as soon as Kyle and I made the decision to go, I started seeing the numbers 112 and 93 all the time. 
if you remember, 112 is mentioned in Hellier quite a bit about injured cold. It quite literally translates to injured cold, which is a direct reference to Mothman. Injured colds, ooh, two, two, two. <laughs> injured colds uh, was the alien, basically, that Woody Derenberger claimed to meet all during that whole UFO flap that occurred in Point Pleasant during the whole Mothman phenomena. 93 is also mentioned quite a bit in Hellier um, through the secret cipher of the Euphonauts. Um, if I remember correctly, it translates to mean love and will. But what's also interesting is 9-3 is my birthday. Oh, right. I also found a similarity. Um, I've got a friend who was another paranormal investigator, um, Annie, who lives in West Virginia. And I remember correctly when she and her co-host were doing um, their series on injured cold, they started seeing the numbers 112 and the numbers that were significant to their birthday. Huh. So it's very strange. There's something to that. Ask me what it is, but there's a correlation there somehow. Now, what is the, I know there was a certain amount of people in the water. Don't tell me what it was yet, but is 27 related to anything? Uh, it could be. Let me see. I could, I didn't know if off the top of your head that popped up. Uh, it was 46, but I feel like 27 has to be significant somehow. Okay. All right. Keep going. Yeah. Um, let's see. So when we got back, um, I stopped seeing the numbers. They completely stopped. Um, the other things that I noticed, um, so when we were leaving, I got the meanest case. Of, it was either motion sickness or vertigo. I was so dizzy and had the worst headache when we were leaving out of Point Pleasant that I couldn't even look out of the window. Like when Kyle was driving, it would make me dizzy. Ugh. Yeah. The other synchronicity um, that I found super interesting was back when Missy and I were doing our research for um, the Kentucky Goblins episode. I reached out to some of my family that lives in central Kentucky, like up at the mountain, and they live out in the country. And I asked them, like, have you guys ever had sort of parents living? I'm hoping it's my phone and not yours, but you're breaking up a lot. Uh, I'm hoping it's mine and that it's not going to affect, affect the recording, but repeat that. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. So... I reached out to my family in, uh, about, I, it was a little over a year ago when Missy and I were doing uh, the research for the Kentucky Goblins episode. Um, so I reached out to family that lives in central Kentucky, like up in the rural parts of central Kentucky. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes and no, but let's just, yeah. Carry on. Okay. For the most part, yes. Okay. So when I reached out to my family, I asked them, like, have you ever had any sort of paranormal encounter? Anything at all? And one of my family members said that she and her husband, when he was still living, I won't mention any names, 
they had a UFO follow their car when they were driving down Highway 62. And they said that their neighbors that lived along Highway 62 also saw it. And they still talk about it to date. Guess where one of the first Mothman sightings was? That highway. Yep. Highway 62, Mm -hmm. West Virginia. So there's something funky about that highway and many of the highways around that area. But something definitely strange about Highway 62. The last thing is my guide said that there would be another UFO flap to open in Point Pleasant within the next 10 years. So we start to see additional cryptid or Mothman sightings or UFO sightings in general come to that area in the next. All right. 10 years, guys. Can't you be a little more specific? (laughs) I'm hearing them say right now, um, with things becoming a little bit more chaotic and intense in the world, that may also point to some sightings and unrest within that area. Oh, maybe 2027. And that's why 27. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, this was our episode today. That was good. Um, And if you haven't listened to our original Mothman episode, it's one of the first ones we did. Oh, so long ago. So go back to, I would say season one, but we don't have it split in seasons. Go scroll all the way back to the top and you will find it. And what, Yes. We all find us on Facebook. Instagram. TikTok. YouTube. And email us your stories at theghostiespodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye.